Warning, this podcast may contain adult content, adult language, and it may or may not involve alcohol. So when we last left our heroes, Mona and the Disaster Boys had gathered up their horses. Um, James, is Anaset still taking Fancy Pony? Because you go back to that, uh, you go back to that same stable to get Fancy Pony. He does take Fancy Pony. Nice. Laura, does Mona take the horse that hates her? No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> you get a new pick, horse. Yes, I pick a different horse. Right on. And Sabi, mm-hmm. do you take a horse or a or a pony? I take Bill S. Preston Esquire. That's right, Bill S. Preston Rufus Esquire. Fucking Rufus Esquire. Yeah. Dude. Yep. Nice man. So we see our three familiar heroes on their trusty war steeds. Heading out into the Rishindu Plains, dark clouds are on the horizon. It is late summer, early fall, and it looks like a late summer thunderstorm is rolling in. Um, and so they head out into the wild. everybody welcome back to wheel or whoa this pathfinder second edition actual play improv heavy character driven podcast i am the blind rat and with me as always are three of the most majestical and malodorous folks i know you know them you love them so let's say hi to them laura hello uh how's it going over there today uh it's good all right Uh, yeah just uh doing Nice, dude. Could you tell everyone who you're playing? Uh, today, I am playing uh, Captain Iglesias. She is the army captain and head of uh, the mission of the uh, contingent that was sent to Malak by um, the kingdom of Kassan in uh, response to aid. Nice, man. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, James, dude. Hi. How's it going over there? <clears throat> Peachy. Right on. Tell everyone who you're playing. I will be playing Reawakener Diaz. Um, she is a priest of Maveth from the, the Grand Kingdom of Kassan. Nice, man. Awesome, dude. And last but never ever least, Woody. Kipasa Calabasas. Not much, man. How's it going? Fucking dominating the day, friends. Sweet. So continue this crazy thing we got going on. Tell everyone who you're playing. I'm playing Captain Hakim. The uh, uh, He is the captain of the lead ship, the Palomo, uh, for the Grand King of Kassan's Navy. He has the authority over a smaller and much faster escort ships uh, for this mission as well. And uh, he likes to drink. Nice. And can function <laughs> at high blood alcohol levels. Awesome. So, juicy. Juice. <laughs> Juice. <laughs> so, this contingent from the Grand Kingdom of Kassan has been sent, uh, as Laura hinted at, because of the request from Queen Dido. So, they've arrived on the same day that our heroes have set out into the Rishindi Plains. And so. We catch up with our three new friends uh, brought to us by the amazingly talented and creative Demonac. Thanks again, man. Uh, in the, the throne room of Queen Dido, she sits resplendent on the sawtooth throne. 
She's as lovely as ever, though she looks tired and weary. Sitting beside her is her captain of the queen's hand, Usil. Um, and I just realized earlier today that I need to make two rolls because I found two named NPCs. So let's see if Grand General Dasha of the Malak military, if she lives. Federal. 55. She is alive. And let's see if Lord Admiral Mayen, uh, the little halfling admiral, let's see if he lives. 70. Yep. Okay. So they both are living and they are both there. Did you get maybe and what? (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's a large table has been set up. Your three characters are on one side, the queen, Usil, the general and the Lord Admiral are on the other side. And so Woody. Yeah. What does the captain look like? Uh, the captain, Captain Hakim, he is about, um, six foot six. He is a, a Hume. He's 100% a Hume. Nice. Um, incredibly, like, super tan. You know, kind of got the, the leathery tan skin. Totally. Um, yeah. Has a scar that runs down, like, his right eye uh, from a, uh, a, uh, a battle that they were in where pirates tried to take over their ship uh, about nice. 15 years ago. Uh, and, uh, it was down to him and two crew members that uh, had to fight them off. Uh, and lived to tell the tale. So he has this huge scar over his right eye. And he is wearing this um, pristine white uniform. Uh, It has the the short collar. So it only like goes in like the circle. And then it has um, four gold buttons. And then he's wearing all of his uh, military awards uh, uh, from the Navy. on his left hand side, because nice. um, he was has was an absolute uh, he was a war hero, uh, and a, and a, and also has uh, two flasks, one in his back pocket and one in his side pocket, <laughs> and there might be another one hidden inside the uh, inside the coat pocket as well. Nice. Dude. And there may or may not be a shooter in uh, under his ha- uh, hat that he's wearing. <laughs> Little airplane bottles. And he is, yeah, airplane shooters. And he is fucking, like, he's older. You know, he's probably, maybe, he's probably, like, 53. Okay. But is, like, ripped. And has, you know, like, long uh, gray hair. But it is, it's nice. Like, nice, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking silver fox, dude. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, James. Yeah. What does the Reawakener look like? So the Reawakener um, has... Mind us of their name again? Reawakener Diaz. Diaz. And um, she has some... Um, she has very, very long hair. Um, but you can't quite tell that just by looking at her unless you know hairstyles very well. Like, you know, the local haircutter would know that she has long hair. And Marco would probably know, Marco too. would probably know, yeah. Anyway, so she has... Um, kind of like a bun in her hair that's in like three tiers um, of like kind of the the donut. Um, Is it like a beehive? Like the donut style. No, not like a beehive, no. Um, almost like a snowman sort of look, but like melted and squished down a little bit because it's those ringed 
uh, buns that girls have sometimes. Okay. A sock bun? Yeah, I guess you'd call it maybe like a sock bun. <laughs> and uh, then coming out of the center of the three rings is like a ponytail type thing that is like spread out over her head, uh -huh. almost like cobwebs. Yeah, like it's falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah in like the f in front of her eyes and stuff a little bit. She's got very, very long black eyelashes and um, she has um, like very, very dark black mascara um, and eyeliner. And she's also wearing a very slim cut um, lace trim, uh, lace trimmed like on the, on the button sides, like where the jacket comes apart. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what trim is. Yeah. Um, and it's a button up riding coat uh, is what we decided it was called. It's like a Victorian coat. Yeah. 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 And um, on each of the buttons um, are little bows that are like, like little lace string that's uh, cut up and she's got like a bunch on each button. And if you would ask her the symbolism, the symbolism of it, it's every time she reawakens a soldier um, that has passed on, she ties a little lace string to one of her buttons. Nice. And uh, Laura, could you tell us what uh, Captain Iglesias, is that yep. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. what Captain Iglesias looks like. Um, she has a short cropped hair, kind of like a military cut. She's um, very clean cut. She is a soldier, like that's who she is. Mm -hmm. um, and um, she's uh, not, flashy at all um she's very subtly um she very subtly has a lot of uh just presence and power yeah and um, um but yet she keeps very very clean there's nothing um there's no like she doesn't keep symbols of her rank necessarily um that are super visible there may be like some stitching of like i don't know but unlike the kingdom Captain, of Kassan, is it Hakim? Hakim. Hakim. Yeah. You don't present your medals and your... No, no, no. She maybe has like, you know, I, I, in the military, you've got like your wings sure, or your like stuff thing. On the shoulders. But like if, if she, she has that, it's like very subtle stitching um, on uh, just a very like clean coat. Um, and, uh, you know, she walks straight and... Uh, you know, like she's been, yeah. you know, sure in, of herself. Yeah, very sure of herself and very just like um, stands up straight. Like she's, you know, she could be leading a drill at any point if she needed to. She's not a drill sergeant, but she she could be totally could. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think Captain Hakim kind of looks like Sam Elliott from like Roadhouse. Okay, nice. Like, and nice. I was just thinking about that. I was like, that's mm -hmm. kind of the look I'm going for. And so you have some some tea and there's some little snacks laid out on the table and there's a big map of the continent of Tycon, the continent in which our whole story has taken place so far. Um, and the free cities, uh, Queen Dido is pointing to the free cities to the north, right below the uh, Iraq River, which is the border between the free cities and the Vez Empire to the north. And she's pointing to the Iraq River, and she says, several months ago, the Vez crossed the Iraq, and they've taken the city-states of Chell, 
Chita and Min, the three northernmost of the free cities. They haven't come down as far south as Dowrin yet, but we fear that they will. And she points to the city-state of Sus, which there's a big X drawn on it. She says, "This, the daughter of hate destroyed this city before this war began. And, and she sighs heavily and says, the forest kingdoms of Rosa, Azul, and Arbol have seceded and become independent states. And it's because of this and our admiration for your great and powerful kingdom that we seek aid and a mutual beneficial agreement between our two kingdoms. And she looks at Senator, who I am playing. Um, <laughs> she looks at Senator... Tahan. Tahan? Tahan. Yeah. And says... Uh, what what forces have you brought with us? And he looks to Captain Iglesias and says, Captain? I have three platoons with me. I have 30 crossbow humans and uh, 30 light armored skeletons. I have my third platoon is 40 heavily armored zombies um, and... Uh, each of the undead armies have uh, human controllers as well. Excellent, excellent. And he looks at um, at Captain Hakim. Hak, say it again. Hakim. Hakim, and says, "And what of your um, what sort of vessels have you brought? We have brought our finest ship, the Palomo." Uh, which is sitting in your harbor at this moment in time, or what I can only call a harbor, if I must. <laughs> and then we've brought uh, 15 of our fastest escort ships. The little halfling admiral noticeably bristles when you talk bad about the harbor. Hmm. Uh, Captain Akim kind of smirks and says mm, it uh, might need some upkeep little help possibly there was just a major catastrophe in this city we've been rebuilding it this is the greatest harbor in this world there's no there's no reason to get so uh, excitable and Grand General Dasha <laughs> like Pats him on the arm. It's like, settle down. Settle down, man. And the... Uh, Did well, Dasha get an upgrade? Grand General? Grand General? So sorry, Bara. Bara. Grand General Bara. Dasha okay, is, is that who you were Khalifas. rolling for before? You definitely called... Yeah. Did I say Dasha? Yes, Yeah, I meant Bara. Okay. My bad. I was confused because yep. I was like, isn't Dasha at... Totally. No, that was my bad. Gotcha, gotcha. The Senator looks at the two of you, his two leaders of this expedition, and says, well, what can we offer this fine, upstanding, most beautiful and majestic queen? 
and he like sits back and like leans back in his chair like he just did something super important. My platoons are completely ready to take on any combat needed by um, Malak. We are um, more than prepared to take on the forces of the Vez. And this, the senator sits up and says, whoa, whoa, e- e- easy there, Iglesias. We don't we don't want to go willy-nilly into this thing. Respectfully, my forces are never willy-nilly about anything. Give me an intimidation check. Um, that is a total of 20. Ooh. So the senator kind of sits back and cuts his eyes at Iglesias. What are the other two of you doing while this little exchange is going on? What's the reawakener doing? Um, <clears throat> she's just hanging back a little bit. She's she's kind of like not front and center with with uh, the the captain and um, whatever she is. I think they're both captains. Uh, are you a captain, Laura? Yes. Well, I'm not a captain, captain of a Iglesias, ship. Captain right? Yes. Okay. But I am a captain. I'm an army captain. Yeah. And uh, Diaz just kind of does what she's told a little bit. So she's hanging back. And also is um, not front and center with with um, what she does with everyone because it freaks everyone out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, outsiders, it freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning... Um, People, what is it that she does? People don't really like it when you raise the dead to fight for you. It kind of scares them a little bit. Um, even if it is for a good cause. Right. It's still freaky deaky. Um, so she's just hanging back and doesn't uh, want to speak unless necessary. Nice, man. And what, uh, what have you? Captain Hakim is going to take a look around the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of... He's got that cool, smooth kind of head tilt where he'll where he will swivel his head around, kind of look at everyone and try and maybe get a uh, a real sense motive of the room, if he could. How yeah. how tense um, these people of Malak are, because I'm sure they're trying to put on a good front. Absolutely, but, they're all trying to be calm. But yeah, Captain Kim would like to get a more uh, in-depth look at, at, at uh, what's really going on. Give me that sweet, sweet sense motive check. Uh, let's see. 16 plus 10 is 26. Obviously, everyone is very tense in here. Um, they're clearly trying to play it cool and see what you are willing to offer to mm-hmm. see what Kassan is actually willing to offer before they make an offer themselves. So you definitely get the sense that they're that Queen Dido wants more help than she's letting on. That things probably aren't going super well right now, militarily speaking. Sure. Mm, my lady. Yes, Captain. Uh, where are your forces at this point in time? 
the large majority of our forces have been sent north. Uh, we're mustering troops in Dauren and Nashar and Puente. We are sending a contingent of forces. We're stationing them in Puente because that's the closest to the Bosque Wood that we dare to send troops. We do not want the newly found independent city-states. She kind of grits her teeth to think that we're trying to take over, but we fear the dwarves of the Hureg Mountains will launch an attack because we know that the dwarves in the Vez Empire are working together. And she pulls out like a stack of papers. And where is your... And he kind of looks at the Admiral. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your Navy at this point in time. And he, the little halfling Admiral kind of like shakes his shoulders and smooths out his military uniform and says, a large contingent... Uh, I may have been looking at you, but the question was directed for your queen, I believe. And she looks at you. Give me a diplomacy check on that one. Yeah, you got it. Uh, 14. 12 plus 2. 14. Nice, dude. The queen says, I, I, I trust my admiral to answer. As you wish. And then he, like, winks at her. (laughs) Nice, dude. Um, And he says, The majority of our naval power has been shipped out to the Sula Sea. For that's where many of the demons are crossing. And we're running a screen. We're trying to intercept as many of them before they get to our shores that we can. But they're coming from Iraq. Eraku, sorry, Eraku. I'm new to these parts. Um, <laughs> seems new to a lot of things. Um, it seems that your forces have been spread quite thin. And if the Vez could come down with the, their navy at any point while your navy's down through the Sula Sea, am I correct in thinking that? We are thin, but we are mighty. We are keeping watch to our eastern flanks, as well as our northern flanks and our southern shores. Thin but mighty. He kind of says to himself, that's what people say when they reek of desperation. And, um, yeah, the senator, he's just kind of sitting back laughing, like just kind of, He's got a grin. He's not laughing. He's got a grin. Um, Iglesias, what are you doing? I am listening closely. I I am currently pondering um, how we could be of use specifically in confronting the dwarves since we have um, experience fighting the dwarves um, from the mountains since they are surrounding us essentially. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of experience with that. So I'm uh, trying to, I'm kind of looking at the map and checking out um, where the, the free cities, the, sorry, the seceded <clears throat> states or city mm-hmm. states or those, the Rosa Azul and Arbol. Yeah. Where they yep. are in relation and does Puente, seem close enough 
it's the closest one that you can get to. Like, that's still part of the free cities. Okay. But, no. I mean, those are good military instincts. Like, if all the troops were there and the dwarves of the Hreg Mountains came down from the north into the Bosque Woods, it would be... It'd be a hard fight. Um, so maybe I'll speak up and say... Would it be possible for... I, I know that you are, have recently um, had a split with uh, Rosa, Azul, and Arbal. Do you think that they would be amenable to speaking with people from Kassan, since we have experience with defending against the dwarves? Possible, possible, the queen says. Is that something you'd be willing to do, Senator? And um, the senator uh, says, sorry. I think, yeah, talking? Yeah, we could send a contingent to Rosa if that's something you would like, my lady. Anything we can do to help the crown. Can I send motive to the senator? Absolutely. Absolutely. I try really hard not to roll my eyes <laughs> at his talking response. Uh, that's what my brain is doing. <laughs> I oh. rolled a one. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, and so uh, before we move forward in any such way, um, my lady, uh, what is the crown willing to offer the Grand Kingdom for our help and services? We have traveled all this way. You haven't laid anything out on the table for us yet. And yet we come with soldiers, crossbowmen, the world's grandest navy. Your captain of your ship is rather shrewd, isn't he? And the senator gives you a look. Like, if you want to sense motive him, you can. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely giving you a look. Uh, uh, 14, 11 plus... Uh, oh no, uh, sense motive, sorry, that's 21, 11 plus 10. He looks pissed. <laughs> He's not happy that you're, that you brought that up instead of him. He thinks you're trying to like cut him out of the deal. <laughs> Maybe I am. Yeah, absolutely, man. Early bird gets the worm. And so the queen leans back in the sawtooth throne, Queen Dido, and she sighs and says, as you pointed out, Captain, we are stretched very thin. It seems we are beset on all sides by enemies. And you, quite possibly, could be our only friend. We could be wonderful friends. What is it? My lady. And he what, winks at her again. <laughs> what is it that you're after? <laughs> you're trying to get under her skirts? <laughs> maybe Captain Kim will become King Kim, dude. Who knows, dude? We don't know. Uh, what, is she asking what we want? Yeah. And the senator, he starts, he's about to say something. Um, Unless someone's going to interrupt. Yeah. Per, he, Captain Kim totally does. Like, he sees it mm -hmm. and then he cuts him off. Like, right before the senator can speak. Yeah. And Captain Kim says, Well, I think it's best to. Um, maybe 
have you see what we have to offer and then maybe we can have a discussion perhaps uh, on my ship in the harbor the group of us and the senator says yes that yes we'll meet on the palomo that sounds like a excellent plan we can uh, serve it we can serve a traditional uh, grand Kassan, uh feast like they brought food with them uh, oh, the, of from the city um, and perhaps we can show you the best of what we have to offer our captain Iglesias is she's one of the finest soldiers in the world and the senator looks at reawakener Diaz and says are your <laughs> I'm rolling sense motive I'm suspicious of your um... sure do it <laughs> your compliments oh 12 he's telling the truth okay uh, he knows not to fuck with captain Iglesias <laughs> nice he has seen captain Iglesias murk a whole lot of people in her <laughs> life dude it's happened but yeah, so the senator looks at Diaz and says, are your drones ready to be presented for inspection? Yes, they are always ready. Excellent, excellent. Well, shall we retire then to the harbor? Uh, I believe so. Perhaps um, maybe, because what time is it now? I'm assuming it's like afternoon-ish. Yeah, yeah, that sounds We've right. been in the war room for a while. Yeah. Perhaps um, uh, you can uh, come to the ship around 7.30 for dinner. Queen Dido looks at Usil, and they, they give each other a look, and anyone's free to sense that motive. It's a tough one. It's a nat 20 oh, okay. plus 19. 8. So 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got for 10 plus 9. 19. Okay. Diaz. Uh, it doesn't matter. No. It's not my night. <laughs> with your... Uh, with Quiet Igla- over there, Diaz. <laughs> with Iglesias's 28, you catch... There's definitely a sly look between Usil and Dido. And it's like, Usil's like, are you sure about this? And Queen Dido's like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, that's kind of the impression you get. Like, the impression that I get. Copyright, copyright. What the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, Captain Hakim walks over and like knocks on a piece of wood and then like just walks right back to his spot. <laughs> never had and to, dude. Diaz is like, I've never had to do that. But I didn't know someone. What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and so um, I think with that, I think the three of um, you... Before oh, I yeah. wait for the people to leave-ish, and as we're, like, filing out, yeah, I um, give a look to Usul if she'll, like, come over She comes to over me. to you. She's like, yes, Captain. Um, and I put out my hand and says, it's lovely to meet you. And then I say, um, as far as I'm concerned, anything that we can do to put the Vez back in their place... Uh, is all the repayment that I will need. And Uso grabs your hand really tightly, and she says, spoken like a true warrior, I think we might be able to do some good work here, Iglesias. I'll do what I can. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Well, that was just a little taste of the fucking Kassanian Chronicles, dude. Hot Kassanian Knights. We might see more of those folks as they head off to their meeting with Queen Dido. 
But we all know what you came here for, everybody. We know who you love, who you want to hear from. So don't worry, you didn't miss an episode where our characters died. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get back to them. We see a crow take off from the top of the golden spires of the temple of Mayen flying, winging northwards out of the city of Malak, the city of sails, away from the Sula Sea and the destruction of the city itself. We see on the far northern horizon dark storm clouds billowing up and the plains stretching out before us and we're flying over the plains and we see three riders and we get down close and we see it's Mona and Anaset and Sabuks riding their horses towards Fort Khalifas. And what the hell is going on, y'all? What is happening on this ride? So far, you've been traveling for a good five or six hours now. It's starting to get late afternoon. Um, So far, it's been smooth sailing, but you do see those storm clouds and they look pretty ominous. So what's uh Riders on the storm, dude. <laughs> what are the three of you doing other than riding? Yeah, how lo- it's been five or six five hours. Five or six hours. Late afternoon so right yeah, now. we're still going for a while though. So um, uh, based on, I guess, because we've run this route a few times. Absolutely. Um I think the closest camp that we have, if I remember correctly, that we've been to was the one where there's um, kind of like cliffs on the sides and then there's like a rise. Um, So I'm kind of like watching out, kind of like tracking our progress towards that. Nice. And there's also that abandoned village where you guys got ambushed Uh, by the undead. But I think the village is up a little further. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um... So you're looking out for that. So yeah, looking out for that. Um, I'm also keeping an eye. Um, I mean, this is the first kind of, we haven't been together and traveling in a while. It's true. Um, So kind of keeping an eye on the other two and making sure that they are um, okay. Making sure that Annie doesn't like withdraw into himself and... Speaking of Annie, what's Annie doing on Fancy Pony? Um, Annie's trotting along. Um, He is a little bit inside of his brain, uh, but not 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 too much. Like he he if if anybody says anything, he's conversive, Mm -hmm. but doesn't initiate conversation. Um, And yeah, I think uh, how long is the ride? To week. where? To, to the f- first place we're going? It's a day. I mean, yeah. it's, we've got a, a little ways, a few hours at least, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's just um, riding along, and he's reading up more on Maveth, um, really starting to like get into that, especially after um, the kind of like tearful meeting that they had. Right. Um, he has, like come to really appreciate the the he he was that he was that person that she was talking about of like suspicious of, of you know gods of death and um 
Mm-hmm. She's blaming everything on them and, and is kind of grown a soft spot for her. So is, is really like reading up on, on the, the tenets of the religion, I guess. Yeah, so I think you're reading a passage right now on the uh, the wolves of Maveth, which is kind of like the more like the militaristic end of the church. They are knights and soldiers that go out and basically adventure and look into things. And there's also a group known as the Crows of Maveth, and they are more about gathering information and finding lost secrets. And that's kind of what you're uh, you're reading about right now in the book on Maveth. Sabooks, what are you doing on Bill S. Press and Rufus Esquire? We are... Um, Sabooks is trying to... Um, kind of as he rides, you can see that his, he's very uh, calm... A lot, a lot calmer than he usually is. And he closes his eyes and he's just trying to kind of hear what the the wind and the ground are telling him and what he's trying to experience with them. Um, nice. Give, uh, me a, give me a nature check, dude. Sounds like you're tuning in. Yeah. Uh, 12 plus 12 is 24. So, like, you're... You're zoning in and you're sending out your senses like all over the place in ways that I don't think you've ever really done before. Like you feel more connected to nature since you um, made contact with that deity, the fey deity Argios. Like you feel more of the world around you and it feels bad like there's been lots of death around here which i mean thinking back that makes sense because of the daughter of hate this is like the same path that a lot of the refugees went and the planes over the past six months have seen a lot of death and just misfortune falling all over the plane so that's what you get a large sense of it the okay the earth doesn't feel happy. Okay. And, um, he doesn't use a saddle anymore when he rides. Bill nice. S. Preston Rufus Esquire. Um, cause he's also trying to make, uh, more of a connection, uh, with him as well. Okay. Right on, man. You're feeling your horse, dude. <laughs> And he and and like back. like right around his shoulder area, um, like in his shoulder blades. Your shoulder blades, yeah. Or the Sabu- no, uh, Sabuxes. Okay. Um, it just kind of hurts. Like it just feels tough on the inside. Like like itchy. Like you have like a like, like, like a scar or something. Mm, no, like it's uh, like like there's a knot, uh, in his back. Like there's like oh, just geez. knots, and they just fucking hurt. Nice, man. So, the wings, get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Wings. The three of you are... really want wings, (laughs) y'all. The three of you are heading out, and a few more hours pass, and so you're riding in silence. It kind of seems like you're all in your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so you ride for a few more hours, and um, Mona, did you tell the other two, though, to keep an eye out for that camp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have said I think it's a good idea for us yeah, to... Yeah, so everyone give me a perception check. I also think Sabooks is purposely not talking because it's just a little awkward uh, at this point in time. Yeah. With, with just what's everything that's transpired. I think it's... There's not a doesn't know what to say sure at certain points you guys have been through a lot of shit man mm-hmm. a lot of shit is that jack uh yeah i'd roll it again dude what did you get woody uh i got a f- five plus 12 is 17 spooks at the 17 mona i got a 24 nice and and a set 15 plus 13 28 nice. so the three of you no problem like you all are like oh it's right there um we've been here bro yeah you guys <laughs> have been here before it's not hard to find and so you start setting up camp. How does how does that go? Sabooks looks right at Mona and is like, and you're just standing there, and he's like, uh, are you going to fucking make some hammocks? Oh, yeah. I am no longer trained in crafting, but <laughs> I forgot some hammock. I'm going to attempt to to hammock without crafting right now. Sure, yeah. <laughs> See, Mona's gotten rusty it's a 19 so it's oh, 20 shit. 20 total not too rusty though <laughs> mona manages even though she doesn't have any of her supplies to make hammocks manages to make three pretty dope hammocks as i watch her i'm i'm like offering advice on how how to make it a little better uh with a 29 nice dude uh they're even better now yes <laughs> i give her like flourish tips on how to tie little knots Thank you, Anna Uh Sabooks, what are you doing to training help? crafting? What? To help get set up for camp. I told her to make hammocks, dude. That's my... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, Sabooks, I think he kind of... Um, he's going to uh, scout the perimeter a little bit. Yeah, yeah. See if there's anything that, like, might seem out of the ordinary uh, around and then maybe set up, uh, like, a trap around like with some wire like low to the ground yeah like some trip wires and yeah stuff. exactly sure give me a trip wire roll thievery okay like you can give me a nature check to kind of get a feel for the place as you skirt the perimeter but if you want to set up traps i think that would be like thievery. okay so we'll do we'll, we'll do the nature one first just to check out the perimeter and stuff uh so that's 12 plus 14 is 26 and then he's gonna try and set up a couple traps nice uh, that's a nat 20. Damn. Plus two is 22. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you actually set up some pretty goddamn decent traps, man. Uh, and you you do see like a lot of like wolf footprints and probably some like hyena footprints and stuff around, but none of them look particularly fresh. Okay. Um, and then he feels the ground. Does it... F- is there any rumbling like a boulet is coming? No, no. You feel pretty good. <laughs> Not okay. at the moment. <laughs> no, okay. right good. now, dude. Good. Uh, Annie, what are you, what, what's Annie up to, man? Um, I'll get like a fire going um, and make a little like stovetop type thing to, to get some dinner cooked. Nice. Give me a, what, a nature, survival? What do you think? Survival. Uh, either. I yeah. don't care. They're the same bonus. Okay. I think it would be survival. Yeah. 
Give me a survival check. Lots of different checks. 15. Fun. 15 total? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you managed to make serviceable. Like, it's not gross at all. It tastes fine. Tastes pretty good. Uh, and then I'm going to head out and get us some sustenance so that everyone can eat. Oh, because you are a forager. I am a forager. So how does this work? Um, Forger. I am the forager. So while using survival to subsist, if you roll any result worse than a success, you get a success. Subsistence living for yourself and four additional creatures. And on a crit success, you can take care of twice as many. Fuck yeah, give me give me that check, dude. DC seventeen. And do you start to like do I does Sabooks notice that you're starting to look around for stuff? Yeah. So yeah. I, I start going like first inside the the little camp area, but then start to go outside. Yeah, and like I'm like, oh, are you going to look for things? Yeah. And I'm like, oh dude, awesome. Wow. Guidance. Nice. First one of the new season. Fourteen. Uh, so what was the, your bonus for guidance? Is it one plus or two? one? It's plus one. So fourteen plus twelve is twenty-six. Nice man, hell of a roll. That's a crit. Oh no, it's just because uh, I said DC seventeen. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a total of twenty-seven. No. Shit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's only plus one. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. He only needs enough. For I know. Three. I know. I know. But it's fun to get crits. Uh. So almost a crit. You get enough. For the three of you plus the horses. Hey, guess what? I can't do that to you for another hour, dude. That sucks. Because oh, you that are anything? fucking either way. The target is then temporarily immune for an hour, for uh, one hour. Whoa. Smart. Guidance. Smart plan, dude. Crazy. You guys can't guidance each other on every single roll anymore. Stupid <laughs> bullshit. It's fucking TJ, dude. So, yeah. Um, fucking granular, dude. Um, how do we want to do a watch? Do we want to do the same thing we do with Nezzy again? Sure. Nezzy's yeah. always down to watch. Yeah. Um, Can we get Tiffany's dead spirit to fucking put out a watch, dude? You do have her skull with you. You don't know that. What's in that bag? You just have a melon-sized pouch. Yeah. Alchemical spice. Can't fucking do it. 18 plus... Fucking, what the fuck is it? Perception? Yeah. 30? That's 30, 18 plus 12. Cool. Deception, 3 plus 3 is 6. <laughs> uh, there's a dead body. <laughs> just just part of one. Sabooks doesn't think it's weird at all. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. okay. Do you tell them, Annie? Is that you telling them? Did you figure it out? No. Uh, I rolled high enough to figure it out. Uh, I'm lying. Um, you yeah. rolled a two. Yeah. yeah oh I yeah. He a, only got a six. Yeah. yeah. I have a plus eleven. Yeah. So it's thirteen. So what do you say to him, Annie? It's not my name. I say it's fucking alchemical supplies, but I'm clearly lying. What do you two do? He's lying to you. Um, I think I'll let it slide. Um. Does he like when you just say that? Because I'm like, this bag? And I keep pointing at different bags. And you guys are like, no, 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 that one. And I'm like, what, this one? No. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's just alchemical stuff. You're playing like the shell game, but with <laughs> three bags, dude. I, exactly. I put my hand on your shoulder. And I said, anytime you want to talk about anything, we're here. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Why? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. 
glad we're all back together. Fuxamook <laughs> says to himself as he fucking like goes to cook some food up, dude. So who takes how the remind us again how the so watches basically, work? uh, Sabooks and I take um either morning or the, en- you yeah, guys bookend it, mm-hmm. and then Nezzy takes the middle watch because she's. She's just a flying cat. And, it's and fine. she doesn't have to re-spell. Right. So then she gets, you know. Yeah. Okay. You want to mm-hmm. know what's cool? I do. Um, or not so cool, I guess. It used to be that your familiars um, use your modifier for stuff. But now um, they use my intelligence modifier, as far as I know. Oh, that's smart. I like that. Ah, smart intelligence. I don't know if that's I like cool. it, though, because then wouldn't <laughs> her perception just be a plus four? Yeah. Are they trained in perception, does it say? Um, I gotta look it up again. Okay, well, we'll look it up another time. Let's just, for now, we'll say that they are. Okay, so Mona, which one, Mona or Sabooks? Who's on first watch? Like, Sabi usually goes. He'll go first. Sabi will go first. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Is that cool with you, Mona? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Mona. Mm-hmm. Does, I forget, did I say your armor has the comfortable quality? Comfy. Yes. Woody yep. says confidently. Yes. Comfy. It does have the comfortable quality. Mm-hmm. So you can actually sleep in it. So you do not <laughs> have to take it off. Can you imagine sleeping in half-plate armor? I mean, I get... <laughs> well, so it takes it takes 10 minutes to put it on. No, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on. Okay. Sabi doesn't know how you sleep in those fucking action robes. There's like fucking like strips of fabric fucking All everywhere, like tingling in your arm and shit. I like to be covered. <laughs> Except for when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Uh Sabooks, man. You yeah. are on Did I do this? Yes. You are on the watch. Yeah. Give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, six plus 12 is 18. That's a 14. So you see a pack of like four or five skinny wolves, like sort of like skulking up, sniffing around the campsite. They haven't, they're probably about, about 20 yards away right now, about 60 feet. Um, and they haven't, they're, they're kind of looking at you, but like skirting around your position. What do you do? What do you do? So Books doesn't really move, and he follows them with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're just like skulking around, like circling around your campsite. And then he'll toss out some beef jerky mm-hmm. across outside of the campsite. Nice. And as soon as you do, they like break to where the where the jerky hit and they're like they're like snarling and fighting over it and then Sabooks will walk back over uh, to where we had dinner is there anything left in there do you would we assume uh, let's see how hungry Annie was um, so there's very tiny little bit if I roll uh, 50 and under um lot left 15 over okay 10 10 and under there's nothing left okay cool uh 65, 65. so there's like there's tons. plenty left yeah so sabooks like takes the pot mm-hmm. you know and walks it over there and kind of like 
And he walks over and like sets the food down. Oh, give me a. You're walking towards him. Give me a. Give me a nature check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twelve plus twelve is twenty-four. Uh, six. Yeah, so they they kind of cower down yeah. and like put their bellies on the ground. And Sabuks will like take the pot over. And then not like probably he'll stay like fifteen yards away from him. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of sets it down, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of backs up and like sits cross-legged uh, and sits down. Yeah, and you see like one of them after like a minute or so, you see one of them like skulk towards it, like and they're all staring right at you, and it skulks up to the pot and like sticks its nose in and jumps back and sticks its nose in again and stays a little longer and then starts um you can tell it starts to like chow down dude and the other the other four or five wolves it's hard to tell they're all kind of skinny and running around yeah they all like circle around this pot and are just like they kind of snap at each other every now and then right perfect and i think that's what he'll do okay in this situation yeah so your watch uh starting to get towards night like dark now pretty dark yeah your watch is up cool have the wolves left? Well, that happened like right at the end of his watch. They're still eating that, eating out of the pot. Um, he'll go wake Mona up. Mona, Mona. No. I think we're waking Nezzy. Oh, it's Nezzy. Yeah, Nezzy. Yeah. What's up? There's some. Uh, I've, I'm feeding some wolves. I, I need to hit the hay, but um, just keep an eye out, okay? You're what? You're feeding what? They're wolves. Uh Uh-huh. They're very malnourished. Okay. And so So you scared them away? No. I fed them. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) That should be fine. You're you're going to bed now? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep an eye on things. And she, like, flies out of Anaset's pack. Yeah, and Sabooks goes to bed in his hammock. Right on. So, and Anaset... Do you even wake up, or does Nezzy just on her own? Um, so I was cuddling with her. Yeah. And as she moved and stretched, I like scratched her belly in my sleep. Yeah. But I don't. Some. No, I don't wake up. So she's flying around, and roll me a perception check for Nezzy, please. Okay. Well, and I did find it. It's your level plus your spell casting modifier. Got it. But in my breakdown it says it uses your intelligence modifier so it's my level plus intelligence cool perfect so it is still 13 plus 10 23 23 so as nezzy's flying around we see the wolves gathered around this pot eating like whatever stew was left in there the fire that y'all have set is starting to kind of burn down and just shedding just a little bit of light around the, the three of your sleeping forms and as he's kind of like doing like ever widening circles around the camp until can do you guys have telepathy or anything uh, I can tell you in a moment I think that we do within a certain range as long as Nezzy's within a mile of me, I can communicate empathically. It's kind of like through emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it doesn't understand or speak languages normally, but it can gain speech from a familiar ability, and I do give that. Yep. So empathically, I think we could maybe communicate. 
language-wise? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or at least fear, if fear is what is happening. Yeah, so all of a sudden, Annie, your dreams are just filled with alarm bells and alarm clocks and fucking... (laughs) If there were sirens in this world, sirens, and she's just yelling, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Nice snap awake, maybe. And with that, we will find out what happens on the next episode of Wheel or Woe. this juice-tastic verse of Wheel or Woe, you can check us out on Instagram at Wheel or Woe Podcast. Fun stories, fun posts, and a whole lot of juice, motherfuckers. We are on the Twitter, too, and we're at Wheel2E, and we're also on Facebook at Wheel or Woe Podcast. And if you'd like to join uh, our Patreon members um, at patreon.com slash Wheel or Woe, we've got Adam G, Anna O, Brad, FOI, Tommy, Black Dragon Gaming, Dan, Don, Emily, Gavin, Griffin, Jarris, Jeff, Jason Lillis, uh, Josh Davidson, Jules, Kane, Paul Nunn, uh, Robin, Ryan Stone, Shell, Steph Richter, and Tim Demuse. Thank you to all of you for being patrons. Seriously, thank you all so much. And thank everyone for just listening. Uh, we were trying something a little new. Uh, yeah, if, if you thought that those characters from Kassan were interesting, let us know. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you in the next verse. Y'all are the best, and we love you. So see you next time. In uh, Hakim, was it? Hakim. Could you uh, hand me a beer out of that space bag, please? <laughs> My pleasure. Greetings, soggy boys. Do you like water? Do you like mermaids? What about sea elves or reverse mermaids? If you do, come listen to On the Shoulder, a D&D podcast hosted by me. And then there's these other two people. They're pretty cool. Come on down to www.necropodicon.com. See you later. I see what you did there. See? It's good. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs>